You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, equipping you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and good morning. Well, it's morning right now while I'm recording this episode, so it's a good morning. Anyway, so I'm super excited about this episode. I get tons of questions from you guys about how to attract your ideal clients, how to deal with clients, why clients aren't seeing your value, and all of that stuff. So in today's episode, I'm going to be intertwining how to deal with difficult clients with how to avoid working with difficult clients, which is basically how to attract your soul clients. So it's an action-packed episode. I'm going to share steps and things that I've done in my business that allow me to work with literal angels. I am obsessed with my clients. A lot of my clients are my friends. We are business besties. So I feel like I have really (laughs) nailed it down how to attract soulmate clients and how to avoid working with difficult clients. Another thing too is I have definitely had difficult clients that I have worked with. So I have learned from these mistakes. So I'm going to share with you today some horror stories of difficult clients and some different ways to deal with them and kind of break up with difficult clients because you're an entrepreneur, you are running your own business, and there's no reason why you shouldn't be obsessed with your clients. So let's get to it. So before we get into the episode, good, bad, and woo-woo. So my good right now is that I do feel super, super lucky to have such amazing clients. So as you guys heard in the last episode, my boyfriend and I had to suddenly move. And so we're super unsettled right now. We're kind of just like hopping around, staying with friends and family until we find a house with all of that which is going to be my challenge next. But I do feel so lucky to have clients that are so, so amazing and that are understanding and open and just really amazing, which is actually what sparked my idea for this episode because I don't know how I would do it without them. So any of my clients, if you are listening to me, I love you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Seriously, it means a lot. So that's that. So that's my good. My bad is, yeah, we're just nomads right now. And it's crazy how unsettling like it feels energetically to not have a space to call your own. And I am very good at like change and, you know, adapting to the situation. But now that my business has grown and I have a lot of goals, I have a lot of things that I want to do and I am obsessed with my work. I feel like I am kind of like losing, you know, I'm just kind of like not as productive or I'm just kind of like scatterbrained a little bit. And that's not the best way to, you know, get into flow and get into a creative space. So that's kind of been a challenge. So I'm just kind of like taking it slow, just leaning on support and my team and everyone. So yeah, that's definitely been a challenge. And then, yeah, like last week's episode, I accidentally sent the wrong episode to my editor to edit. And then my junior designer on my team was listening to it. And she was like, pretty sure this is the same episode as blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. So yeah, just very scatterbrained. And then woo woo. 
So I started taking Samantha Skelly, her pause breath work course. It's called The Journey. And it's a six-week course on breath work. And it's amazing. I love it. I'm only on week two, but it's been so, so good. So I'm excited to share with you guys more about it. But it's really amazing. You kind of like get into an altered state of consciousness. So when I'm doing it, I'm like very like you're releasing a bunch of stagnant energy. And when I'm doing it, I'm like very, very tired because it's it's like exhausting. And but I'm I almost feel like I'm floating. Like last time I was doing it, my face was tingling. It was crazy. But it was it's after you're done with it, you feel really, really amazing. And Samantha and her team and everyone, like they just make you feel really, really comfortable. So it's awesome. I would highly recommend checking it out. Um, if you have any questions, DM me on Instagram. But yeah, so that's my woo-woo, my breath work. I'm like telling everyone about it because it it really has been very amazing. And I've just been doing it twice a week. So it's been really awesome. Okay. Another quick announcement before we get into the episode, there are new templates launching on August 24th. So if you want to get discounts and sneak peeks and all of that stuff, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. Send me a DM on Instagram so that I can add you to the list and you can get discounts and everything. I give discount codes to you guys, design 15, and that gives you like $60 off a template. So make sure you are checking them out. These website templates, I literally make them for you. They are designed exactly how I do my custom one-on-one work. So they are strategic, they are built to convert, and they are easily customizable. So literally everything that you see, you can change. Photos, pictures, copy, fonts, colors, literally everything. So check them out. They're great for you if you want to have a beautiful online presence without the custom price tag. Okay, so let's get into the episode, how to avoid working with difficult clients. Okay, so before I get into the seven steps to avoiding working with difficult clients, I just want to say this. It is inevitable that you will work with a difficult client or someone who wants a refund or someone who isn't happy with your work. It's going to happen and it has happened to me and it's devastating. It's hard not to take it personally, but you have to try not to, right? So, you know, we are so tied to our businesses that we are, you know, one with them. So when someone is unhappy or they're unappreciative, it's really, really hard to take it personally, but we have to separate ourselves from it and, you know, just try to, not take it too personally and figure out ways to move forward from it. And sometimes, you know, it is not us, it's the other person. But if it is the client, it's still important to learn from that. So a lot of these things that I'm talking about today, I learned the hard way. I had a few clients and I remember this so well. I had a client who everything was fine. We, you know, we did the project and And then afterwards, I sent like a survey asking her questions, like, how was it? Like feedback. And she like ripped me a new one. The whole time I was like, I had no idea that you were this unhappy with everything. And I was devastated because I was really had no idea. She didn't tell me throughout the whole process. So that was really upsetting. And then another time I just had a client like bash me on 
Facebook reviews. And the biggest issue that I noticed for both of these women was they were both not techie. So they were like very technology challenged. And that was the like the common denominator. So they were frustrated after they had the website that they didn't know how to use it. They didn't know how to function. And it was like they were calling me for every little thing and finally had to say, like, I can't help you, like all of this stuff. So that's like one thing that I noticed. And what I learned from that was switching to a platform that is very user friendly and has very good support, making beautiful websites, but that aren't super, super complicated. And then also having a full video library where I like walk through step by step with clients and show them how to make updates to their website, doing a final walkthrough with them and all of that stuff. So that was something that I learned from those difficult clients. And a lot of these things that I'm talking to you about today too, I have learned. So just know that it's, you know, it's going to happen. If it hasn't happened to you yet, it will. If it's happened to you already, just know that that is okay. And it's bound to happen. You know, not everyone is going to love you and have a, you know, there are always going to be difficult people out there. So using these steps today is a way to kind of avoid that to happen and get in front of the situation. So number one, how to avoid working with difficult clients. One is identify your soulmate client. So if you have listened to me ever about anything that I ever say ever, you know that finding your soulmate client is super, super important. And it really is to me the foundation of growing your brand and business. Because if you are not solving someone's problem and you don't know who that someone is, then you don't really have a business because what are you doing if you don't know who it is that you're talking to? So you really want to get clear on who your soulmate client is, how you're serving them, and getting very, very clear on exactly who that is. Now, I've done a few workshops on this. If you would like the replay or have questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I will send you the replay of the workshop. So yeah, so you want to get really clear on who your soulmate client is and how you'll do that is do an ideal client workbook. I have one on my website that you can find, but there's also tons out there and just get clear on who it is that you serve. So for us at Current, we are a brand and website design studio for coaches and wellness businesses. And that is our broad like niche, but our soulmate client is a health coach, life coach, nutritionist, Reiki healer, yogi, who is ready to take it up to the next level. So to work with us, it's a seven, almost a $7,000 investment, but those people, we have honed in our soulmate clients so well that those are the people that are willing to make that investment to work with us because they know the ROI. They know that they will get three, four or five times that investment after working with us. So knowing your soulmate client is super important because you start to market and tailor everything towards them. And it's apparent that that you don't work with people that aren't your soulmate client. So for example, like we only work with coaches and wellness businesses and our branding, our messaging, 
our marketing, everything is so pointed at that ideal client that we don't even get inquiries for not coaches and wellness businesses. And if we do, it's like, I know that you only work with coaches and wellness businesses, but I'm wondering if you would want to work with me. And typically, like if I really want to work with that person, then I then I will. But it has to like really excite me and, and make me really excited. Like right now we have a client that is not technically in the wellness business. I mean, she is, but it's a different type of wellness business, but I was so excited about her project. So honing in on your ideal client is number one. Number two, make sure your branding is on point. So after you identify your soulmate client, your branding and business should be tailored to this ideal client. So if you are doing luxury business coaching or luxury health coaching and you are, let's use health coaching as an example. So if you're doing luxury health coaching and what I mean by that is you have a very high touch point program, one-on-one experience and you are attracting you know, moms that live in La Jolla, California, they have expendable income, kind of like that Beverly Hills mom is your ideal client. You want your branding to attract them to you rather than someone whose branding is not beautiful. So someone who is a looking for a luxury health coaching experience, they're going to want their branding to be welcoming and open and sophisticated and classic and not like young and tailored towards a younger audience or not so luxury and high end. Where on the other side of the spectrum, if you are working with young kids or like teens or people who don't have as much expendable income, you know, your branding might be more modern and attracting that like boho babe or someone who just graduated college. So you really want your branding to reflect the client that you want to have. And how you'll do that is think about where they shop. Like, are they shopping at Trader Joe's or are they shopping at Nordstrom? You know, think of things that they're like, what are they reading? Are they reading the Wall Street Journal or are they reading People Magazine? So you want to think about what exactly they're doing, who they're hanging out with, what hashtags they're using and creating your brand identity around that. Are you ready to finally have a website you're proud of? A website that showcases your services, attracts your ideal clients, and allows you to finally charge what you're worth? Our Show It website templates are plug and play, completely customizable, and designed strategically for coaches and wellness businesses to make an impact online. And when I say completely customizable, I mean it. Fonts, colors, logo, photos, literally everything can be changed to fit your brand and vision. With a video library full of step-by-step videos, you can have your website up and running before you know it and can ditch the one you currently have. Head to currentdesignstudio.com to shop your brand new website and use code DESIGN15 for almost $90 off. Number three, make sure your messaging is clear on your website about who you work with. So this is really important because you are like, you're not leaving people out, but you're making it apparent who you're working with. So how you'll do that is through your keywords, your messaging, just things that you are saying to these clients. So for us, like we use words like woo woo and spiritual CEO and wellpreneur and soulful, spiritual, handcrafted, like we are working with trailblazers and 
people that are making a difference and people that who are also spiritually connected to their business. So like with everything that's going on with me right now, I have my clients that are like, I'm holding a vision for you. You know, I'm sending good energy your way. And like, those are my people. Those are my people. I love that because that is how I go through my day to day. And those are the people that I can really connect with because we do believe in the analytical side of business, but we also believe in the spiritual side of business. So yeah, so you really want to make sure your messaging is clear. So what I would do is after you identify your soulmate client, I would come up with like 15 to 20 words that people are using. So, you know, if you are, let's stick with the luxury mom vibe, they're using words like modern and classic and your cold brew coffee maker and your Lululemons. And, you know, you want to think of words like they might be a mom. They might, you know, want to do happy hour with their friends, like in their house on the water. You know, you want to think about key words that they're using and you're going to use that messaging on Instagram and in your newsletter because you want them to read and come into contact with your brand and be like, oh my gosh, they know exactly who I am. So by doing these step one, two, and three, you're getting ahead of working with the difficult clients. Because if you are pointing towards a specific client that you want to actually work with, you're turning away the people that don't, that aren't appreciative, that don't want to pay you what you're, what you're worth, that don't understand things, that don't show up to calls. Like this almost seems like, I remember when I was first doing this, I was like, how is this making me money? But trust me, if you put in the time to identify your soulmate client and you get really clear on this, it will avoid the difficult clients coming in the future. And I will say that I am launching a course on identifying your soulmate client. It's literally coming out in like two weeks. So if you want it, please shoot me a DM and I will send you like a discount code for it. And then if you're listening to this like a year down the road, it is probably up on our website under like a workshops tab or resources tab on our website. So I am working on this and I should have it like done very soon. But with everything going on, it's a little crazy right now. Steps one, two and three, identify your soulmate client, make sure your branding is on point and then make sure your messaging is clear on your website about who you work with. So number four is having a very pointed contact form and a pointed contact page. So another thing, if you've listened to me talk about anything ever, you know how crazy I am about your contact form on your website. So go back and listen to like any website episode and I'll talk about all about the contact page. So your contact form should be pointed to your ideal client, but it shouldn't turn too many people away. I don't want a medical history on your site. Like a lot of my coaches, when I first work with them, they are like, have this like long intake form and you really just want to get people on the phone, but you do want to ask questions. So questions like how ready are you to get started? How important is having a health coach right now for you. And that way, when you get on the phone with them, you can kind of understand where they are. One thing that I do love that I have on my contact form as well is I say like, have you looked at our offerings? And then I say, if not go to, and then I have a link that goes to our offerings page so that I know that they have gone and they have looked and they can check yes, because then there won't be any sort of question about, 
investment and all of that stuff. So you want to have a really good contact form and questions that are pointed towards your ideal client. You're still able to get on the phone with people. There's not too many questions, but they're decent questions that someone who isn't ready to commit, who isn't appreciative, who doesn't want to pay you what you're worth is turned off by it. Another thing that I do on my contact pages, on my contact page and my clients is I say something like, Kurt Design Studio works with people who are ready to commit to building a beautiful online presence and know the ROI and investing in branding. If this is you, please fill out the contact form below. And that kind of like, you know, gets people's wheels turning like, okay, I'm going to contact her and because I'm ready to get going. And those are the clients that you want to work with. The people who aren't ready to do that, maybe they'll go back, they will get their shit together and then they'll come back to you and be like, okay, now I'm ready. And those are the people who will produce the best work for you, who will get all of that stuff done for you. So contact form is another one. Number five. So these are kind of ways to deal with difficult clients, but also like things to do in the future. So number one, over communicate. And this is something that I struggle with just like on a personal level as well. And that I actually really, really have to work on. So it's just over communicating, like keeping clients notified. So something that I do is like set up a timeline or tell them like, okay, this is this step. And the next is this step. And just over communicating what's expected of them, how the process works, just everything that's going on, because people don't want to feel left in the dark. So something I realized like being a designer is we are constantly, constantly working behind the scenes on our client work, but they don't know that if they're not hearing from us. Right. So over communicating, answering emails, like I'm very bad at answering emails. So just like trying to answer emails as quickly as I can and just over communicating with people. And this will kind of, you know, negate what's going on. I've been left in the dark. I'm not sure what's happening. Things like that. So over communicate to clients. Next thing is setting boundaries. And this has been a really, really awesome one for me because I had clients that would like text me or DM me on Instagram, like kind of like invade my space. (laughs) So every month I will. So I do a few things. So when I have like the intro call with clients, I kind of like walk them through the process. I tell them like that you're communicating with me and my team. Like you'll be hearing from Raquel. We have a call with her. And I also give them this like welcome packet that just kind of says like, here's what to expect. Here's the process, blah, 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 all of this stuff. And you know, my business coach is going to kill me for saying this, but it's a very collaborative experience working with us. So, you know, we, I'm growing an agency and I really want it to be, you know, sophisticated and luxury experience, but I don't want it to be rigid. And the clients that I work with typically are not rigid at all. They're very open. They want it to be, you know, they're meditating on their concepts and all of that stuff. So I want it to be organized, but I also don't want it to be rigid. I want it to be very flowy and, you know, fun and exciting and not like, stressful. So with that being said, like I don't have a timeline that I like give to clients because I have a really hard time 
staying within them personally. So I give like a welcome packet that just kind of like walks through the process and walks through everything that's going on. And so that they know what to expect, just like working with us. And then I kind of put like my office hours and the best way to communicate and all of that stuff. And then something else that I do is every, the like at the beginning of every month, I send them an email and I'm just like, Hey guys, like happy August. I hope everyone's doing really well. Well, you know, blah, 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 just kind of do an intro. I give like my out of office dates for the month. And then I just do like a few policy reminders. And I'm like, just a reminder, my office hours are, you know, blah, 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 Monday through Friday. The best way to reach me is via email. If you need anything, like, please let me know. And it's an awesome way to remind people not to text me to, you know, email me if they need anything, please let me know. You know, it's no surprise when I am out of office. It's just like so much better. And like I, my clients will email me back like, yes, setting boundaries. I'm going to do this to my clients. So it's really great to like be upfront because this kind of goes with the over communicating thing. Like how would someone know, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm going out of office tomorrow. And then they're like, well, I need X, Y, and C. So it's just really helpful to like over communicate and to set boundaries. And number seven is pricing. So I understand that, you know, you want things to be custom and you want to keep it open and fluid and that's totally fine. Like having a sliding scale practice, I think is really great, but I think that you have to have some sort of boundaries for that. So having packages and the reason why designers have packages. So if you're a designer and you're listening to this and you're currently working hourly, it's time to switch to packages and same with health coaches. You know, you can't just get on the phone and give someone a custom thing because they're going to try to manipulate that. So you want it on your site so that it's apparent before you get on the phone with someone. So you want your prices on your website and then you want them to, you know, you want to have some sort of package. So you can even say starting at $2,000. But if you're doing a one-on-one coaching program or a group coaching program, you want to have a set price because you don't want people asking for, you know, discounts or all of this stuff. And those people that do typically ask for discounts and that are a pain in the butt, they're the ones, or sorry, the ones that are asking for discounts and all that stuff, they're the ones that are going to end up being difficult clients. So having the price upfront, it's apparent, they know what they're paying is going to be a huge savior going forward in your business and being able to get what you need from people. So that's super, super important is having your prices as packages and not as hourly. And something that I do is when someone signs up for a discovery call with me, they automatically get an email and the email has a pitch deck in it. And in the pitch deck, I have our process, how much it is, the investment. So before I even get on the phone with someone, they know what they're getting themselves into. So they just have like a few questions to ask and then they end up booking. And the next thing that I do to kind of like vet clients is do a Zoom meeting. So I've started doing one-on-one Zoom discovery calls and it has been amazing because for a few reasons. One, if someone can show up to the call, then they're ready to put in the work. 
Two, you can kind of like get to know them face to face, even though it's through a computer screen, you're kind of like getting to know the person. So I highly recommend switching all of your discovery calls to a Zoom meeting because you can get to know the person. You can meet with them one on one. You can kind of like see what they're like, see what they look like. Not that that matters, but like you can, you know, really like connect with them. It also really helps the conversion rate. So I highly recommend doing that and just like getting to know the person that you are working with. And lastly is listen to your gut feeling. There are a lot of red flags. And I know that like the difficult clients that I did have, I was like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. So getting to know that and, you know, like knowing your gut feeling and knowing the clients that you want to work with, that's really, really going to help you to designing or like building a brand and a business and attracting your ideal clients. Okay. So let me just go through the steps to, or just how to avoid working with difficult clients. Number one, identify your soulmate client. Number two, make sure your branding is on point. Number three, your messaging is clear on your website. Number four, you have a clear, easy contact form. Number five, you're over communicating with your clients. Number six, you're setting boundaries with your clients. Number seven, you are clear and transparent about your services and how how much the investment is. Number eight, you do Zoom discovery calls. And number nine, listen to your gut. So I hope this podcast episode was helpful. You know, just remember that you will have difficult clients. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. But if you follow these steps, it really will help to avoid any sort of confusion or, you know, anything happening in the future. It really, really, really helps. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.